This is Sammy Reinstein, and you're listening to Conversation Starters. On this show, we talk all about bringing conversations back to B2B marketing and selling. Because if there's one thing we know about doing business in the revenue era, it's that the best customer experience wins. Season three of Conversation Starters is brought to you by Really Good Sales Plays, a landing page built to inspire your sales team, whether they're inbounding, outbounding, or managing a deal. These plays are proven to generate pipeline and close deals, so you can celebrate more wins. Check them out at drift.ly slash salesplays. Now, to the episode. Sammy, so as you know, I live in the Italian district in Boston, and I have recently started a new challenge for myself which is finding the best slice of pizza in the North End. Because people have told me different things, but I'm like, I need to form this myself, and the only way I'm going to do it is if I eat at every pizza place, which is actually a lot of pizza, so I have to, like, pace this out. (laughs) That is a lot of pizza. However, a valiant effort and one that I would happily participate in. I was going to say, if you'd ever like to come along, (laughs) you are more than welcome. I definitely think pizza is one of my favorite foods, And that will be my icebreaker for Christine. Yes, because just like I'm demoing all the pizza, (laughs) we have someone who works on demos in her nine to five. (laughs) Nice segue, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. (laughs) Christine Glick is our guest for today. And Christine is a solutions consultant here at Drift. With a background in marketing, managed services, and solutions engineering, Christine definitely knows a thing or two about storytelling and delivering on the needs of the customer. We're excited to hear how Christine's background informs her work today, so let's get right into it. Christine, thank you so much for coming on Conversation Starters. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really excited for this episode because we've talked a lot about starting conversations and continuing conversations, but The role that you are in is really interesting placed in the deal cycle, and it's a lot about storytelling. So I'm excited to dig in deeper and learn more. But before we get into all of the questions and the meat of the podcast, season three conversation starters, we have been starting with an icebreaker, a conversation starter, if you will. So I have to ask you, Christine, before we dive in, what would be your like last meal? Like if there is just one meal <laughs> that you could have, what would that be? Is it terrible if I say Taco Bell? Like <laughs> I love that. I think that's that's a great answer and it's consistent. So you know I that <laughs> love a chalupa. Like guilty pleasure <laughs> through and through. And when I was pregnant, we probably got them like every other day. That's so funny. Honestly, that's a really good answer. And I think you know what you're getting and you know that you like it, but I would have to go with pizza if I was going to shoot something. What if we did a chalupa pizza? Whoa. Okay. Just like mixing it all together. (laughs) Yes. Look at me consulting on a solution already. I, okay. Love that. Speaking of, (laughs) Christine, you are a solutions consultant at Drift. But for the people listening to the podcast that may not know what a solution consultant does, What is it that you do here at Drift? What does being a solutions consultant mean to you? I think I kind of sit in between a lot of different hats and the customer. So our team understands the product on a very deep level, but also gets involved with other aspects of the MarTech industry to really understand the broader space 
and then really dive deep into each customer alongside of our sales reps to understand what their business problems are, what they're trying to achieve, and ultimately consult them into how the Drift solution fills those needs and provides them value in their business. Mm. So you're probably doing a lot of, you know, trying to uncover like what are those pain points? How can we best help you? What are your goals? But when an account executive loops you in and you're having that conversation with a prospect, what are some of the the first questions that you ask? What are you trying to achieve in that first conversation? I mean, there's two things that really stick out to me is one, what's the background on this relationship with the customer and drift? Did we get them from an inbound or an outbound? Did they come through a drift chat experience themselves? Have they been a customer before or have they explored drift before? And kind of really understanding where we're starting from. So I can know what their knowledge is of drift, even going into that first conversation. If someone's been a previous user, we start a lot kind of further in of like, hey, you've used drift before. Let's talk about how you can use it now versus someone that's like, hey, here's what drift is. And so it's a really different approach. And the other thing I think is really important to always know is their existing tech stack. What else are they working with that we can work with? Because they're going to get more out of using their tools together than any of them siloed. And so I think that's what is really beautiful about Drift is it pulls so much data together from their whole stack to make it actionable. So those to me are the two most important things to know. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure that when you are talking to these prospects that have so many varying needs, your talk track is going to ebb and flow and maybe change a little bit. And then doing that research ahead of time, you're of course going to change what that what that looks like. So how do you go about changing your demos based on the varying needs of customers? And how do you make that scalable? I think the first step there is never thinking about it as this is my demo. How do I change it for a customer? It's starting around who is my customer and what do I need to demo to them and building their demo around them instead of them around me and my demo. So it's really understanding them and then building blocks together till it meets like what I think that they need to see and what they'll find value in. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. So it's almost like a puzzle and like you have those things that you know you want to touch on and it's just finding the way to bring all of that together that's going to fit into their needs. Absolutely. It's a lot of different pieces. Who are their customers? What are their tech stack? How does it all fit together into Drift and how do I highlight each of those things in those different puzzle pieces? And then it ultimately comes together in a really great puzzle. And sometimes we go into it and I have some empty pieces and I'll have five windows open, ready to go to whatever I think is actually that missing piece. (laughs) Yeah. How often are you going into a conversation thinking it's going to be one thing and then sort of having to think on the fly and shifting? All the time. I call myself a little swan of demos where across the water, I'm just floating along, but underwater I'm doing this. Even if it's not something that is completely different. It's a new piece of information that someone new to the conversation has joined in and shared something. And then that triggers, oh, there's a different experience that I can show them that's going to make more sense. And it's going to land for that use case they just shared. And so then I'm quickly toggling on the back end to revamp and move around some of those puzzle pieces so that it fits what I've just heard in this current conversation. Yeah, it's like that iceberg, right? Like at the at the tip, you see like the shining mountain, but at the bottom, there's so many roots and things going on. And I'm sure, like you said, you know the Drift product on a deep technical level, right? And you're able to articulate that for customers, for prospects. But with technical conversations, 
a lot of the times it can feel overly technical and maybe you lose some of the value within there or it's not technical enough. How do you strike that balance of showcasing how the product works and also communicating the value it will bring to a customer? It's really knowing your audience and speaking to that audience specifically. If I have someone on the call that is a highly technical person, I trim back the story pieces and give them that technical knowledge that is what they want and need to make a decision. Versus someone that's a little bit less technical, I'm going to do it into more of an elaborate story and then share pieces of the deeper technical layers into that story where it's going to make sense and resonate to that less technical user. And that's kind of the beauty of Drift is that we have users of all kind of technical knowledge bases. You can be someone that's never touched tech before and and still make Drift work and utilize it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's knowing who am I talking to, what kind of conversation do I think they're going to enjoy? Yeah. And what does that person care about the most? Yeah. I think that that is a really important piece that a lot of marketers can take as well. When there's a really technical product, I think it can feel like I need to talk about it in really technical terms. And in reality, there's a lot of people that just want to talk about it like a human in words that they understand and really understanding your audience and what they might want and, you know, changing it as such. Absolutely. And even sometimes it's the first demo, you keep it higher level. We do a second deeper dive and get into the back end, get into the integrations, how they fit together in a data flow and get the right people on that call too. They're going to understand what they have set up in their back end or do a deeper scoping into API utilization and the different abilities they have there to get into even more of their tech stack. So it's really even knowing when it's time to say, hey, let's get a second call to dive deeper here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you are, I assume, giving a lot of demos. You've done a lot of demos throughout your career and at Drift. So I I can't have this podcast without asking you, what do you think the essentials are that a strong demo can't live without? Customization. I could I could make a single demo and show it to everyone. And yes, I'd be showing Drift, but I'm not showing Drift for Acme Company. I'm showing Drift for, for Drift. And so when you start layering in their logos, their branding, their aesthetic, their verbiage, like I will even spend time trying to understand how they write their copy and and make it sound, like make a bot sound like it belongs on their website already. And I've actually had many prospects get to the end of the demo and they're like, thank you so much for making this easy for us to visualize on our website. You took it from conceptual to real. And I think that makes a huge impact when it's really reflective of them and what they're trying to achieve and not just a one-size-fits-all demo. Customization and personalization and making it feel like like theirs, I think is really important. My mom was selling her house and she had a lot of pictures of our family around the house and the realtor told her to take down those pictures so that the person could go through and like visualize themselves in the home, right? And it would be like if you were giving a demo and we just kept our drift verbiage up there, you know, it wouldn't resonate as much. They wouldn't be able to picture themselves in the drift bot. Absolutely. And even to that, like if I'm trying to build a bot where they say they need help identifying their traffic, I'm now going to spend time I like imagining who's coming to their site and why, and how can we redirect them to different places? I know I had one where I was like, I just randomly guessed. I'm like, I bet you have a lot of medical students coming through to your website. And I was talking to a head of marketing who was like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. It's such a problem. 
And I immediately jumped in and showed how we could start to identify that traffic and deflect them away, knock it through their sales team, save them all that time. And he ended up equating it to saving his team something like $40,000 a year. And it was just an on-the-fly thing by conversation and just thinking through what was going on with that customer. Yeah. So it sounds like you know, understanding your customer, understanding what their needs are, and understanding their tech stack are really important to customizing the demo. What are some of the tools that you're using to understand you know, who this customer is before even talking to them? I mean, I usually always start in our Salesforce to see like what's already here, where, what have we already discovered, what conversations have taken place. I go look at chat transcripts that people have had with Driftbots. It's a great resource that's right there inside of Salesforce. And then from there, I start going onto their LinkedIn page. What are they posting about? Is it paid ads or is it just organic posts? How are they ranking in Google? If you have really great Google rankings, it shows you're putting a lot of effort into that. If you're a page two or beyond on that SERP, like, you're probably not doing a lot of efforts there. So we need to help you really build up more of your marketing efforts. So it's really just understanding from what you can see on the internet, what kind of effort they've already put into that so that we can see how we can work with that effort they've already put there. And then just going on their website, clicking through, learning about their product, and then even seeing like, okay, I learned something about product A. Do you have case studies about that? What resources do you have? Have you made blog posts about it? Sometimes like when I see a a company that has made a blog post every day for months on end and others that haven't made a blog post in three months. And it just kind of gives you a pulse on what's important to them. And, you know, when I see a lot of content like that, I immediately start thinking about a conversational landing page about surfacing content and bots because I know that's important to them. Yeah, there is so much that already exists on their website and everything that you just mentioned that you can use to personalize before even talking to them. And of course, the account executive, I'm sure, has a lot of information. So what does that relationship look like? What does a healthy relationship with an account executive look like? What is that communication? To me, it's kind of like it's an art form. There is no here's exactly what it should look like every single time. I think it starts with just a really good discussion. It's not necessarily giving me, hey, here's A, B, and C information. It's giving me a little bit and then let's discuss it. Let's break it down. And then start, we strategize together. The best AEs that I've worked with, the best demos that we've had, we decide what those puzzle pieces for the demo look like together based on the conversations that that AE has already had with the customer, based on what I've been able to ascertain from my own research on that customer. And you know my experiences from other demos and what's resonated with similar audiences and their experience and what they've been able to have success with. And really piecing together what we think as a team will land most. And I think those best demos are still, even if I'm the one presenting, it's still a team call. The AE is still involved and still adding value to the call, especially as a product that is for sales and marketers. I have a salesperson that uses this in their job on the call. So it's so powerful when they jump in and add context into, you know, oh, hey, here's this thing. Christine showed you this is why it's important, but here's my experience using this and where I've had wins from that feature. I think that's just always awesome. Yeah, it's like immediate credibility with you right on the call. Conversely, what are some things that account executives could maybe like look out for if they want to strengthen their relationship with their solutions consultant? Giving us enough prep time. That's always, it's, it's hard. We're all busy, right? And we're all in different meetings and different demos with, you know, different SCs or different AEs. And it's, 
you sometimes don't realize how busy someone else is. So just making sure that you're giving everyone on the team enough lead time to not only digest the information, but then like come back with more questions. A lot of times I'll have my prep calls and like we've gone over so much. And then when I get into actually building out my demo, I realize that, oh, hey, there's something else here I want to get deeper on. And so being able to go back to that AE and even just say like, hey, during this part of the demo, I think we need to uncover a little bit more here about you know this topic that we talked about earlier. So the lead time is, is helpful to build out a better demo and just having good context, always having that second layer of questions. When someone says that they have a problem, why is that a problem? Because you know if you just solve the problem for what it is, you're putting a Band-Aid on it. But if you get to the root cause of it, you can create successful momentums. Mm, I love that line. <laughs> With demos too, I am very curious, what are some faux pas potentially that you've seen in a demo? I think it really comes down to your word choice in a demo. So there are two ends to this spectrum too. One is we get so used to the just all of these acronyms that are thrown at us on a daily basis and also a lot of internal jargon. And it's so easy to forget that the person on the other end might not be as familiar with all these acronyms. They might not know our internal jargon. Actually, I can tell you they don't know our internal jargon. And when you start throwing too much of that, they just get lost because they're now like, wait, what were those letters? What did those mean? I've been on those calls where I'm like Googling on the side window of like, what did this person just tell me about? I even on prep notes sometimes from an AE, I'm like, I don't know what these acronyms mean. And I'm like sitting here Googling it thinking like, how did I not know what this meant? But it's just, there's so many. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, you can get too vague and you start using kind of those like demonstrational prepositions like this, that, these, there. And you start showing features and saying, well, this does that. And these do this when you do that. And like, that's also not helpful either. So it's really landing in the middle where you're describing what you're showing in language that makes sense to the person listening. Otherwise, you're just losing them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There are so many acronyms in the, so many, like in the B2B space and the MarTech space. Like at Drift, we have CQL, conversation qualified leads, and then there's MQLs. And like, there are just so many acronyms. I think that's really good advice that people need to be aware of going into conversations with their prospects, but even just for marketers, like on your site and your copy. Yeah. Even ones that, you know, you might take for granted that someone's going to know that Salesforce is a CRM, you know, and that one is kind of a little bit more like, okay, you should probably know it's a CRM or what a CRM is. But like when you get into MAPs, I usually will always start with calling it a marketing automation platform because Sometimes sales, if you're talking to a sales leader specifically, they're going to be like, oh, we use Marketo for marketing. They might not understand MAP because it's not their jargon. So it's really even things that seem common knowledge, just start with that actual full word. Yeah, that's a great point too. Every company, even if you're talking about the same thing, might be talking about it differently. So just don't assume, use the full word. And then once you have set that, maybe on the next call, you can you know start using some of those acronyms, but starting at least by just being really clear in what you're talking about. And especially too, when you avoid any acronyms, you make sure then you're not using any internal only acronyms at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thinking a little bit broader out of just maybe a demo, a lot of what you're doing on a daily basis is storytelling. 
And I think that that is something that a lot of salespeople use in their day-to-day, marketers use in their day-to-day, right? Like at the end of the day, the whole buying process is a story and storytelling. So what are some of the things that you're keeping top of mind when you are framing up this story and then going through your demo? When I get into telling the story, you have to find the right break point to bring the story back up to the value, to why we're here. Because when I think about telling the story is a lot of times like it's the story of a prospect's experience on your website utilizing Drift. But then you have to bring another character in at some point. And then the story becomes how your sales team is using it and why that's impactful for your team and why that end user's experience and why their story matters to your sales team, to your marketing team. So it's, it's really layering and like multiple stories at a time to bring it back to the customer, to that value beyond just saying, hey, it's great that if this person comes to your site, here's their journey. Here's the story like, that they go through. Why does it matter? Why is it important? What value does it bring? Mm, yeah, I love that bringing it back to value. And I love that bringing in the other characters, layering a story on top of the story, but always bringing it back to the, you know, what's in it for for me? What are those motivators? What am I going to get out of this? Yeah. Or even just bringing the story back to something that someone else has said. A lot of times I'll even listen back to discovery calls, even if I'm not on them. And I will have a little sheet in front of me of specific things that people on the call have said that they care about or that things that they're responsible for. And so I try to take that story and bring it back to one of those people. And by name, say, you know, hey, hey, Susan, you know, does this really resonate for that problem that we've discussed? And allow them to kind of report back on if that story landed for them. Mm. Yeah, I I think that's great advice. It makes it so much more personal and it's bringing it back exactly to what someone has said and what their motivator it is or what their pain point is. Christine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about the storytelling and bringing it back to value. I think there's a lot of great advice that not just solutions consultants, but also salespeople and marketers can take from this. Where can people connect with you if they want to learn more about Drift or just connect with you and learn more about you? Yeah, you can reach me an email at cglick at drift.com or you can find me on LinkedIn, Christine Glick. Awesome. Christine, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sammy. I'd certainly say you could tell that Christine basically storytells for a living. (laughs) Very well spoken. (laughs) But I really loved what she had to say about building the demo around the customer, not fitting the customer into the demo. Yes. I feel like you could also replace demo with like any word from a marketing standpoint and it would work like building it. You know, a book, an ebook. An ebook, uh, or like your kickoff call, or, you know, yes. so many different types of things. But it's about being customer first. And I really appreciated Christine's value and importance on the customer. Yes, she definitely taught mm-hmm. us a few things about how to continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to continuing it next week. So stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening to Conversation Starters. If you liked this episode, please leave us a six-star review by clicking the link in the show notes. And hit subscribe so you never miss another one. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sammy Reinstein and follow all of our shows at Drift Podcasts.